0: Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Manu. And this is It Came From The Newsstand. That uh, is what we're calling it. It Came From The Newsstand.
1: Yeah, this I is like the, uh, the brand new podcast that we are hosting for your ear holes and your heart strings, e- e- right? Not not heart holes. No, we don't want those knock on wood. <laughs> No, no. And, and, and to give you a little bit more of a further introduction, you might know me. I am Dave, otherwise known as the West Coast Dave Avengers. And me,
0: I'm known as the 9.9 Newsstand. And um, Dave and I are really good friends.
1: Yeah, we are. Or we both appear on YouTube shows. Mine, my YouTube channel is West Coast Avengers. And my friend here, Manu, is part of the uh, Spidey Hits channel, The Marvel Show.
0: That is right. The Marvel show with our good friend Spidey Hits, aka Justin. It's usually on Tuesdays. It was
1: supposed to start being on Sundays. So I'm just going to call it a Tuesday night show. And for me, I've been hosting my own YouTube show uh, for over a year now. It's on Sunday mornings. I also do a live show on Sunday night called Sunday Sit Down. And I have a comic book claim sale every Wednesday called west coast wednesday if i won't sing the theme song for you because this is a podcast and i'm gonna try and keep the singing to a minimum dave this is a podcast
0: yes it is. It, it is there's no video component this is where this is where we have the real conversations this is like our phone calls
1: this is exactly what that is and our our phone calls can range anywhere from hour to three to four hours it's never short no it's never it- brief
0: you know, I usually like call you and I'm like, listen, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. An hour and 45 minutes later, I'm like, before I let you go, there's this other thing.
1: <laughs> that is very, very true. And if
0: we've been irritated by something in that day, well, we can go for a while. And in fact, you know, let me just do this real quick. Mm-hmm. You went and watched Spider-Verse today. I did. We're across the spider verse that's what across the
1: spider verse it is it opened today friday june 1st whatever day it is yeah Wonderful. friday june
0: 2nd did you 2nd. get this in poster no you said you're not going to watch it at an amc i did not go to the amc theater to to watch it no okay Now, you've promised me no spoilers, but you do want to talk about something, and this is kind of the things that we talk about. You said you wanted to talk about, what,
1: human manners in a movie theater? PSA, I am having a day today. I am having a full day, but I want to just say thank you to our sponsors, nobody, because we're not sponsored by anybody. We are independent. We make our own
0: rules, and we play by those ones only.
1: All the podcasters that end. In- okay, see, I said I wasn't going to say. It came from
0: the newsstand. the newsstand. Yeah. That's where the fuck it came from.
1: Well, why Why don't we, before we dive into my day in the Spider-Verse, why don't we talk about the name just very briefly? Yeah, yeah, please. Let's, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, it came to me from a newsstand? No, I was in the grocery store and it just popped into my head. Because your name, the 9.9 newsstand, is a, a throwback to the old places we used to get our books but also it brings in the present of a grade 9.9 which doesn't exist in a newsstand or if it does it's very hard to get and one of um, your
0: close friends has one but more on that later and i say that jokingly because you already know exactly who i'm talking about
1: i figured it out it just kind of to me and we had this conversation but to the people that are listening i i thought it would be good a good title because it evokes the nostalgia part of what we love but it just evokes any it could, it, we could be talking about anything that kind of throws back or th- forward to present day to something that we love like newsstands bring to me and it, you know the newsstand is a broad term we could be talking about new york city newsstand mm-hmm. where literally you walk up on the street and there's a dude selling newspapers magazines and candy or mm-hmm. Walden Books or Barnes and Noble or mm-hmm. you know a stationery store that you used to go to that sold comics and and magazines and cards and all that stuff. Yes, yeah. so I hope to the listener that that's what it's going to evoke in you.
0: I love that, and and also I want to say we only we didn't really have like a brainstorming session about the name or anything. No, um, we spent a, a few days talking about we want to do a podcast. Um, then I delayed our first recording, which is today because I delay things. I am a pro procrastinator. That is right. Pro. pro. I'm a pro.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, and so I take pride in being really great at that. And, uh, I wouldn't want Dave to ruin that for me. I've got a winning streak going. And so in any case, a couple of our friends had some really fun names. I'm forgetting some of them, but they were kind enough to like message them to me. And then, uh, you know, you and I are on the phone and you say, hey, what do you think about it came from the newsstand? And that was it. It was immediate. I was like, yeah, yes, I love that. And and everything you said about the emotions that the newsstand evokes, you know, that sort of thing, that sort of look, that sort of grit. Uh, it's just it's beautiful. And you brought up the New York, you know, the idea of the New York one. Right. Mm-hmm. And. And that's just how I want to imagine all of them, you know, yeah. Snickers bars, newspapers, magazines, comic books, you know, maybe someone I'm related to running the place. like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, And funny. I love that.
1: It's very funny. You just you just activated a memory in my head that I hadn't thought of in a long time. I mean, I'm 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 a I'm a New Yorker. I grew up mm-hmm. there and used to go into New York City as soon as I was. My parents were OK with me taking the train by myself or mm-hmm. with friends. But in the summer of, I want to say like 1992, 93, somewhere in there, which I would have been about 13, 14, I went with my best friend, my oldest friend, Seth, and we went to Baltimore and his uncle and his aunt lived in Baltimore and his uncle owned and operated a newsstand in downtown Baltimore in the CIA building. Whoa. and we worked at the newsstand for, and it was, you know, it's a store, it's a small store, probably about uh, 50 square feet at most. And we worked there for a weekend and then we tooled around uh, Baltimore for the rest of the time we were there. But it, um, it was a lot of fun. I definitely stole a porno mag. From and... the
0: CIA, you went to the the Federals,
1: the Feds, I yeah. don't know who the CIA, are, and was... you committed a crime there. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah, that was a, That's bold, man. Yeah, well, I I got something to tell the CIA. I would do it again. Do you um, have
0: tattoos too?
1: Oh gosh, I do. Oh. I, oh, i'm a dangerous <laughs> person. Uh but that was uh I worked at a newsstand for, you know, a weekend and I don't think he carried comics at the newsstand, but you know, it, there's still plenty of stuff to look at. You know, and that's a question. That's
0: a beautiful memory. I'm glad that that conjured that memory. You know, um In the Bay Area, where I grew up in California, um, we have similar sort of newsstands in San Francisco, or at least I think we did. But, Mm -hmm. you know, our public transportation, our version of the subway is called BART. Um, The
1: Simpsons. Oh, yeah. I
0: was like, yeah. And, And in the BART stations those kind of newsstands very much exist Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i don't know where i was going with that but the thing is i like to imagine the new york kind all of the time but you brought up walden books you know barnes and nobles and and that's kind of my newsstand like those are the ones that i'm most familiar with as a youth and then of course liquor stores convenience stores yeah you know, you would go into a Seven Eleven or what have you, and there would be that section right across from the sour ropes that had all of the <laughs> magazines. And I'd never purchased a single one, but I've read so many. And, and that leads to, lends to why the high-grade newsstand is um, kind of so magical these days.
1: You know, it's funny. I hear people talk that are from California talk about liquor stores and comic books kind of going hand in hand for the newsstand, Uh, not just you, but Joe Benitez, good friend of mine. And uh, I hear Rob Liefeld talk about it a lot on his podcast in New York. I, I grew up on Long Island. We had stationary stores, you know, that would have full newsstands, and comics and cards. I still what's remember. What's a
0: stationery store, real quick? What's a stationery? So a
1: stationery store would be a place you go to buy, uh, you know, greeting cards, Hallmark and stuff. But they were oh, right. owned and operated independently, and they would sell. You'd walk in, and I could paint you a beautiful picture of one that used to be on Deer Park Avenue in Deer Park, where I grew up. You walk in. I don't remember the name, but it was in the Pergament Shopping Center.
0: Pergamon. And you Walk.
1: You walk in, and it's split down the middle, and in the middle. Was the you know how like you walk into Walgreens or grocery store and their their Hallmark aisle or whatever is like both sides greeting cards well this was down the middle on each side was greeting cards the counter was immediately to the right when you walked in while the candy and the bubble gum Mm -hmm. the, the lottery tickets cigarettes behind the counter. And then to the left, when you walked in, was a couple of uh, the quarter vending machines yeah. you know, with the bouncy balls that come out, maybe like uh, the the sponge animals that you throw in the water and they grow big. yeah. If you go down the left aisle, the newsstand, all the magazines and the comics were on the left immediately, right after the vending machines. And it was a spinner rack and then comics, comics, magazines, magazines, all the way down, like coloring books and stuff like that. But on the right-hand side, oh my gosh, the right-hand side was like the idea of a little convenience store, maybe some toilet paper and some like cookies and chips, but on the bottom rack was just lined with cards, baseball, football, oh. basketball, hockey, and non-sport. And it was like, you know, Long Island is full of strip malls and and shopping centers. We didn't even call them strip malls. I think that's a West Coast term, yeah, uh, shopping so. centers. and. Every single one would have a stationary store or a magazine stationery store. It was just the thing. like, sure, we went to seven eleven to buy comics sometimes. But once seven eleven stopped carrying baseball cards, kind of just got our comics elsewhere. But newsstand that that would, just to paint a picture of a g- general stationery store on long island, that was that was what it was,
0: yeah. And I imagine anyone that's listening to us, they probably are friends of ours and they probably know what we're referring to when we say newsstand and but a simpler way in case there's somebody new here anything that wasn't sold in a comic book store mhm if it, and that's what we consider what direct distribution
1: correct and the, the, the newsstand bookstore. would be anything with a barcode when they started doing the comics that said direct on them the newsstand was kind of gone almost mm-hmm. anyway so you know but if you look at one of your comics from let's say 1985 and it's got a barcode on it well, you know what? It came from the newsstand. I love that.
0: I'm yeah. just going to make sure that you say it every time because I really enjoy the way that you <laughs> say it. Yeah. But tell me about your day. What pissed you oh. off today? Let's talk about your day. Okay. I, am, I am here for you.
1: And a lot of this, it's funny, most of this is like comic related. There's not a lot in here. I was having a bad day yesterday and it kind of carried over. That's okay. That's not here, not there. I went to go pick up the rest of a comic collection that i had purchased from somebody while i was doing that somebody sent me an offer on something on ebay okay. and it was for an expensive uh it was for the complete set of ghost in a shell uh masamune shiro's legendary manga but it was the dark horse the first time it had ever been printed in in america and i had a whole set up there for i think i think i had it up for 250 and somebody made me a $150 offer I countered with 175. They came back with 160. I said, "You know what? I accept." I accepted the offer. Okay. The person sent me a message and said, "Hey, uh I'm paraphrasing, but hey, uh I love your YouTube show. I watch it. Thank you for putting out good content and thanks for accepting my offer." The person paid, and I'm not kidding. Less than 2 minutes. Less than 2 minutes later, the person requested to cancel the sale. What the fuck was that about? And they said, I'm sorry. I messed up the payment info on it. I used the – or something. I used the wrong payment info. I'm going to hold off for now. And I'm like – I'm like – I was just instantly in a bad mood. I was like – I was thinking to myself, this person totally just – this person just fucking trolled me, epically trolled me. They they bought something and then decided that they they were blowing smoke up my ass just to troll me. And so (sighs) – immediately immediately i'm in a bad mood like that nothing can really put me in a bad mood than somebody doing something like that yeah and so i picked up the comic collection i, I hung out with my friend for a little bit and I, I drove home and got some coffee and just dealt with a couple other people talking to me today that i didn't really want to talk to and then i was meeting up with my buddy to go see across the spider-verse and we bought tickets at this really, you know, like reclining seats and all that stuff and sit down. And there's a girl that sits down next to us and like right during the trailers and like starts talking. And we're like, whatever. It's the trailers. She did not stop talking for two and a half hours through the entire fucking movie. Oh, I that's actually bad. moved my seat for anybody that knows me. I am a hyper focused person who... Energy flow is everything, you know, mm-hmm. like you're skiing. If you hit a bump that sets you into a tree, it's going to kind of put you off for the rest of the day. Well, that's how this works with, with movies. I'm a very much a moviegoer. And this girl who's probably a teenage girl, the stereotype of everything you've ever seen on TV and movies about loud people in the movie theater, you know, just the worst. Oblivious
0: the worst. animated
1: disrespectful to anybody else that's sitting there and so it kind of put a damper on the movie i missed did anyone
0: throw popcorn at her
1: no because it was a teenage
0: girl oh okay she was young and so there was a little bit of forgiveness there in the air
1: i can't get up and tell her to shut the fuck up to the top of my voice that i would if it was some punk kid correct if that were the scenario
0: and you told this guy if it were this guy to shut the fuck up you know, the rest of the movie theater would have uh, applauded that.
1: Sure. Sure. But it was so bad. I mean, like it was so bad. Who was with her? Like, wh- how are oh, the two first of her friends? Two okay. The so team. they didn't
0: say, Hey, there's people." You know, this is the at- first night the movie's out.
1: The movie theater is packed. Shut up. At one point, her friend did tell her to quiet down because she was dropping some language that was very not appropriate for a movie theater, let alone the public, let alone a movie theater full of kids.
0: Okay, so the friend was a little embarrassed that this person running her mouth and speaking the way that she was speaking, which is how we speak on this podcast, but this is our podcast.
1: Yeah, let's say it was a little come. harsher than mm. that. Interesting. Yeah, there were just some words that I like nobody says in public. That nobody says in public when there's kids around, especially. But anyway, yeah, that's I got you. Here nor there. I, I follow. Yeah, and and so it was a very shitty way to like. Put the icing on the cake for my day, but then, if I get electrocuted during this podcast, you'll understand why. I went out to have some food after with my buddy who I saw the movie with, Tanner, and we went to get pizza. And like, we ordered our slices, and it was really busy, so they just bring it out to you. They give you a number, and he gets his slice. Twenty five minutes later, I still hadn't gotten my slice. Wow! And it, and like, I asked the, I guess, call her a waitress. I said, "Hey, you know." He ordered his slices after I did. He got his. and She's like, oh, my God. I, I'm i sorry. I'm sorry. So It turns out somebody took my slices. So it was like I looked over at Tanner. He's like, dude, you can't catch a break today. I'm like, you know, I need to just end this day.
0: Well, we're ending it with a podcast. Maybe the, this, this is, is good. This is In, the good part of it. But, But Dave, I think I've said this before. And it's really easy for me to say this to like a friend when I'm talking to a friend. It's harder for me to remind myself. But actually, in recent years, I think I do remind myself of this. I think the stage is being set for something great. You know, when a series of like shitty, annoying, energy draining, derailing sort of events happen, derailing you, uh, you know, that that path of energy, that trajectory that you want to stay on. It's it it's kind of like um the weak analogy that I make is like you can't quench the thirst without being thirsty, right? So the negative events of the being thirsty and now like someone's gonna pour you a big tall glass of water. Mm, I like know? that. I right? like that. And so something good's gonna happen. And at the very least, some of the annoyances give us things to talk about. But the guy on eBay, real quick. Can I
1: just just to yeah, interject yeah. real yeah, quick. Please. I want to say one other brief thing. Uh, me and Tanner looked over at each other after the movie was over, and he's like, "When do you want to see it again?" I'm like, "Let's go see it on Monday, just to you know, like get a good movie-going experience to see yeah. it." I do want to say, without spoilers, that Across the Spider Verse was fantastic, mm-hmm. and there's so much packed into that movie visually. Seeing it twice is a, almost a mandatory thing.
0: Has to happen anyway. Yeah. yeah. Any idea when the second part of this movie comes out?
1: I thought originally it was supposed to be fall, but I heard somebody saying it's next year, but they haven't announced it. I don't think they've announced the date. So,
0: Is there anything in the movie, I'm selfishly asking, is there anything in the movie that would surprise me? Yes. Oh. That there was, was, easy stu- there was
1: stuff that surprised me. So if I'm surprised, you're going to be surprised.
0: Okay, cool. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, point blank period. I can't wait to watch it. I kind of well, want to go when the movie theater is less full. So maybe a week from now, two weeks or from just now.
1: Just go. Maybe? Just go. Me and you, work, we're both the same. We work a very uh, open schedule. Just go see it like Tuesday yeah. afternoon, you know.
0: And then have some pizza afterwards. I exactly. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's hey, hear your
1: guy on eBay.
0: No, I just want to say the guy on eBay, like that's kind of an interesting scenario, right? So like he puts himself out there and lets you know that he knows who you are. Yeah right? He says, thanks for the great deal. You guys have a back and forth. There's like multiple points of interaction. And he says, love what you do online. Thanks for the great deal. And then pays, you know? And when he pays, I think actually at the point of committing to the purchase, you have his personal information, his shipping address, his name, and all of this and all of that. Now, I'm playing devil's advocate, I think. I don't know. I don't know what the term really means. But he wouldn't have done that if he was just trolling you. Like, why would he give you all of his, like, sensitive information? That's true.
1: That is true.
0: Right? So what it feels like happened, maybe a young person or maybe a financially irresponsible person, maybe he actually did spend the money and then say, oh, snap, I actually can't have this leave that account. And it's kind of the only account I have because I'm financially irresponsible. I have to cancel this. Mm. Maybe he could have done it in a way that would have felt better for you. Like, what if he like was super, super adamant about saying how much of a idiot he is for, it? you know, like, you know, (laughs) if he put the words that you wanted to say to him in the message about himself, that's a good way of like kind of shielding from the other person, you know.
1: 100%. It's a good way to soften the blow. I actually never responded to his message at all. I just I can't like I'm
0: too angry it's all good man i'm sorry that that happened that's annoying i mean especially after somebody pays it's one thing when somebody buys something and doesn't pay you're like okay yeah but you pay and then cancel
1: like you couldn't do the math before and double before because he tried to get it for 150 i came back at 175 he went to 160 so the negotiation time should have been the time that you think to yourself maybe i shouldn't buy this
0: yeah exactly Um, unrelated question. When I'm sipping my coffee, I'm pressing the mute button on the microphone. Do you hear me press the mute button? Wouldn't even have known
1: it if you didn't give it away.
0: Amazing. Well, there goes the only secret I'm ever giving anyone
1: because the rest of them make me money, so I'm keeping them to myself. (laughs) Well, the good thing is is I can edit out the part where you told me that, so nobody will ever know. It'll be a real secret.
0: You know, I know I don't sound as good when I get close and whisper like you do because... I just don't. So I'm gonna go ahead and just sit back here.
1: Well, we'll leave it up to the listeners yeah. to see who's got the better voice. I think people are gonna side with you. More people are vocal about liking you than they are me. <laughs> I, I, didn't mean to, I, didn't, I, I don't know why I, I don't know why my reaction is to laugh
0: at that. <laughs> but but I think I just enjoyed hearing it. But, you know, you know what I say? We talk about this, right? First of all, I really love that this conversation is kind of like the behind the scenes of the conversations, mm-hmm. you know, that we have publicly. And that's that's what this is, right? Anything that should be edited out, even if we don't edit it out, it has a place here. Sure. You know, this is behind sure. the scenes. We were talking the other day about different sorts of buyers. And then I said something. It was my first time ever saying it, but it even stuck with me. That's how much I love what I say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like some catchy one-liner or anything. It was we 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 create realities for ourselves, sure. right? And it's the same idea of manifestation, but you don't, you don't necessarily have to just manifest one thing. You manifest an existence, a reality, mm-hmm. an environment. Mm-hmm. You're an energy person. I'm an energy person. You know, if you're going to be a negative shithead all the time, you're going to have a couple of negative shitheads around you. One hundred. You know, if you're going to be bubbly and super positive, you're probably going to create an environment of all of that. Now, I like a little bit of in between. If it's two, mm-hmm. you know, rainbows and cloud, uh, rainbows and sunshine, it's a little irritating for me and if it's too pessimistic if it's too you know just like negative negative well that's draining right it's very draining but i like to be a little bit rooted in reality a little bit rooted in cynicism but also have this overwhelming optimism it's kind of a conflict it's a contradiction but it works you know yeah and so when we talked about creating our own realities well, or when i i just really enjoyed that right because we talked about this um Uh, certain buyer experiences right dealing with a certain sort of individual that might expect something from you as a seller because Mm -hmm. they're used to buying from other sorts of sellers right right Uh, you know and I'll be quite frank here and and you can edit out whatever you might want you know you have live sales that you do on your own channel Mm -hmm. and you've had live sales that you've done with certain consignment pages correct right when you go into the consignment page, those aren't necessarily your people. That's not the reality right. that you created,
1: right? Right.
0: Correct. The reality that comes to your YouTube live sales—they know you. They're there because they're there because you're Dave. Mm-hmm. You're their yeah. guy, and I thank them all. Exactly. Wednesday, Dave? They're there. Mm -hmm. And they know how to deal with you. They know how to interact with you. But then you go onto another page. People are seeing that live circle on a consignment pages page. And they're clicking on. They're getting used to Dave for the first time. They might lowball the shit out of you. And they do. And they do. Because they're used to getting away with that with other sellers. I'm part of the problem. I apologize. <laughs> Both from lowballing and being very responsive to a low. I'm very receptive to a lowball. Like it's sure just, to me, all I think about a lowball is a starting point to a conversation. By the end of that conversation, I'll determine whether I hate the person or not, but not at the beginning. Right. In life, you kind of start with me with an F and you have to work your way up. But That's in amazing. buying and selling, you start with an A. If you even send me a blank message. Like, you forgot to type in it. I'm like, this is an opportunity to sell something.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> you know?
0: So that's where the cynicism meets this blind optimism. Back to creating this reality, after you engage with people, oh, it's actually even simpler than me being so fascinated with that sentence, create our own reality. It's you teach people how to treat you. It 100%. boils down to that. Yes. And
1: that's something that we've been taught from when we were like Five. Well, it's simple. If you treat people with respect, whatever the circumstances, it, it give even if you disagree with them, even if you don't like them, if you at least give them the respect that you're expecting them to give you, it should work out.
0: It, it should. should. And if theory. it doesn't, then you know, yes. cancel that person from your life. Yes. Right. I've, yes. Dude, 100%. reciprocation. You know, I brought this up with Justin once and Justin might hear this. He'll know what I'm talking about. I brought this up with Justin once and it wasn't received so well by Justin because he Because the way that I said it, and he heard it in a way that was very impactful to him, where I said, you know, I'm about reciprocation. You Mm -hmm. know, if I don't get the same energy back, I'm I'm completely aware of that. And that means my energy is either not appreciated or just wasted here. Mm -hmm. And then Justin, you know, was very adamant about this. He said, I don't work that way, dude. I hate that. I'm not a you scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of guy. And I get where he was coming from, sure. But I think I'm coming from, and you know, and I respect whatever works for an individual. And Justin and I have differing opinions all the time. We just get to have intelligent conversations about them and still love mm. each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. For me, the energy reciprocation sometimes it's uh, super petty, but it's real. I yeah. don't care. Like if if and I've said this, and it it sounds childish, but it means everything to me because what it signals is, is larger than what the actual activity is. If I go to your Instagram page and I, and the first thing I observe, you already know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I observe, and we're, you and I are both different in this regard, right? Because we're uniquely ourselves. And if the first thing I observe is that you follow or appreciate, or I mean, collect or appreciate, or like the same sorts of things that I do. Then I'm going to like a bunch of stuff. I'll like 15 things, 20 things, even if four or five of them I didn't care for, I'm still going to like it, right? I don't like breaking the chain of likes. It seems a little just too self important, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, all right, fine. I'll like this stupid book too, you know? Showing love. And then I'll hit follow. Most people, I know because I had a beginning of my Instagram page as well, it wasn't always so active. There weren't Mm -hmm. always so many DMs. There weren't always so many notifications. It was very easy for me to keep on top of every interaction on my page. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm engaging with a page that I can deduce does not have that much activity, then I am assuming you've seen the 20 likes and you've seen the follow. And as a curious individual on Instagram where we share and look at other people's stuff and show off our own stuff, you've probably gone to my page and recognized the same thing I recognize, that we like the same stuff. Right. There's a commonality. There's commonality. There's cool shit on my page. Where do you get off not following my page back?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But in that same regard, you have to take your own advice and realize that not everybody thinks the same way. Like yours truly. It's tough though. No, you're, you're, this is really good, right? Because
0: that's an eye opener for me, right? That again goes into shaping your reality and sometimes shaping your reality makes you delusional or oblivious in the yes. negative ways, right? 100%. You have to have a bit of delusion to do anything because you have to assume you're good enough at it and that it's going to work out. You got to be slightly crazy yeah. to put yourself out there, period.
1: Yeah, give yourself even if you have confidence, give yourself more confidence, false confidence.
0: Yeah. But what you're saying is so important for me to either embrace or reject. That's the decision that I have to Make. I think I'm going to find a healthy balance, but it's so important to recognize wow, not everybody computes things the way that I do. Correct. I think that's the right way because it's this is my world. Like my whole universe is my head. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's the right way. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong in what the individual
1: did. I've taken it a certain way, but it doesn't mean that that's what that person is trying to convey. Right. They're not trying to do you any negativity or harm, or, or yeah. you know, they're they're not telling you they don't like you or they don't care about your whatever. I mean you know, and please. It took me longer to admit it out loud that social media is extremely unhealthy for everybody as a whole, and it is unhealthy to everybody in different ways. I I suffer from extreme anxiety, but I've managed it my whole life. But in suffering from being a high, ang- highly anxious person, having high anxiety, I also, it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me motivated. The other part of it, is that I am so acutely aware of everything that's going on around me at all times. It's sometimes a detriment to me. So when I pay too close attention to social media, it drives me wild because I notice things that I don't want to be noticing. Yeah. I notice the way that people behave and they break their patterns or they keep their patterns and they're, you know, cause everybody lives in a pattern and mm-hmm. social media is one of those things. If you're acutely aware of people's patterns, you start to know them. Better than you even thought you were going to know them. Wait, exp-
0: ex- expand, expound. I don't even know why the expand. word expound exists. Expand. expand on that. What do you mean, people's patterns?
1: Okay, let's say for an individual that's close to you, right? And every time you post something, they like it. And every time you you know post something that is warranting a repost, they repost it because they they they're in your corner. They got your back, and okay. they let's say they they always show up in your YouTube show and they always support you in the comments. And then one day it just stops and you notice that. And then the person stops talking to you or stops interacting with you in that way. And then you interact with them and they don't respond because, because you've realized that that interaction is no longer happening and it does this thing to your brain. And I can speak, I won't use a name, but I think, you know, who I I've told you about that was really close with me. And then one day he was supposed to be on my show, no showed. And he never talked to me ever again. And then I noticed like he stopped looking at my social media stuff and he stopped okay. liking it, but he still follows me and it, it started affecting me because I'm like, what did I do to this person? And then I realized like, oh, this is kind of like all in my head. This person walked away from my life Yeah, and okay. You know, So it's like when you start to see the way people behave on social media, once they break that pattern, especially if they're in your life, it can have an effect on your mental health. So that was just kind of what I was saying, that social media is a very unhealthy way to look at things on a real life scale.
0: You You know, know? and that's, you're right. And it's fascinating because it gives me a lot to think about because I'm on record as saying social media is real life. And what I mean by that is we engage with social media in our real life. You know, yeah, it's a screen and yeah, people put on, you know, people are tougher than they really are sometimes because their, you know, their screen name is idiot1577 exclamation mark three, you know, (laughs) and uh, don't
1: tell people about my personal social media, right? right? But,
0: But, you know, so I get why it's detached from like what someone might be like in your face. But sure. it's still very much in our reality. Of course, of And course. so for that reason, I say it's kind of real life. But then another thing that I want to say, first of all, social media being bad, exclamation mark. Dude, there's some things that I want to talk about that I've been noticing recently being energy sensitive. I have to stay off of the explore page. And oh, the explore yeah. page, I almost, I, I'm almost embarrassed because whatever is popping up on there, I've kind of created it for myself. It's the algorithm giving me what I'm watching, what's fascinating to me. And it's a shit show. Like it will depress you. It will make you think the world is crumbling around you. Um, <laughs> it's the freaking worst. So I have to avoid it. But social media gives you these toxic addictions, right? Where, of course, even it supports you, them. Yeah. Let's say you're done on your phone why do you double click turn it right back on and get end up on instagram you didn't even know your fingers did that it's you're done on your phone yeah and then you're
1: back on it yeah how did that happen yeah i do this thing where like i check my email i check my other email i check instagram swipe up swipe up swipe up check youtube check instagram check my email swipe up so it's like it is a sickness it's a it's a sickness right and then we've
0: i mean you know what's interesting about you and i is It's actually somewhat of a strength for us because we utilize it daily for things that we enjoy doing that we want to participate with. And then obviously, you know, we conduct a bit of business in that space Mm -hmm. as well. We've made it everything that we love doing. So it's 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 there. But we have to be really aware of the fact that, yeah, there are some really unhealthy practices. But now back to this individual and I'll I'll be honest, you probably did tell me I have forgotten who that was. So it's easy for me to not mention the name. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about this with you. Ever since that happened, because I pick up on that kind of stuff all the time. But what I will say, honestly, more often than not, my suspicions are correct. I'm yeah. the, I can't dismiss it and be like, uh, I'm usually like, no, something is happening there, and I'm a bit of a detective. And in another life, I was probably a lawyer and I know, you know, and and usually I'm right. Have I been wrong? Well, of course. Everybody's you know? wrong sometimes. Yeah. wouldn't be fun if you weren't sometimes wrong. Have you had an
1: opportunity to speak to him ever since the disappearance? No, I didn't. I I haven't. Um and you know how for the listeners, yeah. Uh me and Manu have established that I am very good at reading people. Mm-hmm. Uh I've read you multiple times without you having to say anything and it's it's shocked you. I love that. This um, is so
0: dude <laughs> to the read, not dude. Everyone listening, this is way truer than you even realize.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's part of the anxiety. It's part of the acutely aware and the the hyper uh, attentiveness is that I've just, I've gotten really good at understanding what people are going through or, or I have a lot of empathy, but I, I can read people in, in the way that they're acting talking and certain things uh, it's just right. a thing that, that i'm good at and uh, i don't mind it it's sometimes horrifying no i i haven't reached out to the person because i, I the ball was in their court and they, they ghosted me and then continued to ghost me oh um, good yeah so it is what it is and you know but had i not been aware on social media i might have just been like oblivious to it and right. maybe like just waited like a couple of weeks and hit them up and said hey you know how you doing but um, it seems pretty purposeful. You know, it's okay. People come in and out of your lives it is for okay. reasons. Yeah. It is it, okay. It's okay. I
0: like to sometimes think of it as a positive when someone exits because maybe it was better for them. Sure. Right? And if I cared for them at any point in my life, then I would care about their well-being now. And maybe that's what they wanted and that's what they needed. And also, it's one less person that I have to do anything with.
1: That's true. That you is know, I love true. that. Yeah. And, and that's the that is the one of the best things about our friendship is that the the differences on how we view a lot of things in the life is kind of what brings us together yeah because there's so much involved in the what we do love and yeah. our venn diagram is probably more togetherness than there is separateness uh, yeah you know which is is awesome like that's the coolest thing about making a friend in your older age the riffraff is already out like you're 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 more attuned to people when you meet people and you're older. I'm 43. You're 38. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much bullshit that we've already dealt with with relationships and friendships oh, in yeah. our lives. Oh, yeah. That it's just like you, you already meet somebody. You know the fat's cut off. This is a lean, good friendship.
0: We're meeting each other as each other mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the first time in our 40 years because the first 30 years of it was whatever nonsense dance we were doing for society. Right. Correct. You know, to and- a certain extent to a yeah. certain extent you yeah know? and
1: and you 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 grow stronger with the people around you as you get older but then you always you know people always talk it's harder to meet friends later in life it's when you find other people that are similar interests but have less bullshit drama to bring with them it's really what draws you to them like yeah yeah, yeah. quality over quantity later in life mm-hmm. 100 you know,
0: the real 100%. connections are few and far between I've been saying this forever. Like anyone that thinks they've got dozens of friends, they're a fool. No, you don't. No, no. You, you know, a bunch of people. Sure. I know. Sure. hundreds. Okay. Yeah. You may they're have a lot my of my wedding
1: acquaintances, but friends are different. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. and that's what I shed in the previous life. We've talked. We'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole later. We'll have. Um, sure. th- I, I just wanted to ask if you had spoken to the guy because, you know. You do pick up on these patterns through social media. I mean, I had very similar situations, um, a variety of them, and I do pay attention, man. Like, it's one of my faults Yeah, is that I pay attention. But when I actually speak to somebody about what I observed, it's either going to confirm that that person has no place in my life or it's going to cement their place in my life. Right. You right. know, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. I don't, I'm you know, and, and the, the, the relationships that are kind of like meh in it, you know, eh, whatever, well then not really paying attention because who cares whether they come or go, don't speak to them for two weeks. You probably forgot they existed anyway. And if they ever call you back, you're going to be cordial because why
1: be mean to people? Yeah, there's no point unless the person wronged you in a harmful way. There's no point, you know, I'm, you, dude, I'm not a forgiving, maybe I'm a forgiving person.
0: But yeah. maybe it's that saying. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm defined by that saying, um, forgive but don't forget. Is that the yeah, saying?
1: That is the saying. It, yeah. But then
0: I, I struggle with it. Well, if I haven't forgotten, have I actually forgiven? I really don't know what forgiveness is. I don't know.
1: You know, forgiveness is acceptance that there was a wrongdoing, but there's no longer any baggage attached to it. Forgetting it or not forgetting it is what people do like yourself like myself because we are done letting our guard down. Yeah. And we you know it it's it's a defense mechanism. There's things that most most things that don't include true bodily harm are forgivable. Lies are forgivable. In my mm-hmm. this is my my experience, my Yes, experience. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it, obviously it depends, but lies stupid things are forgivable. Like I a really good friend of mine who lied to me once. I knew he was lying. It was something trivial, but he didn't cop to it. He called me the next day, sounding like he was about to start crying and said, look, I lied. I was like, I know. And I was like, dude, it's all good. It's all good. That's beautiful until, actually. And up until this point, I think I actually mostly forgot it because it, it's it's not somebody that I need to remind myself. Oh, this person is a liar. Yeah. No, it's this person had a moment of weakness and, that's okay. We all do. Now there's other circumstances in my life where somebody caused me more pain and suffering than their existence in my life was worth. And I will never, I have, I've not figured out how to forgive them. I don't talk to them anymore. I don't know if you can forgive certain things. I've never had to forgive somebody that has ever done anything in an irreparable way Mm -hmm. to my psyche. So Mm -hmm. that's okay. So that's my feelings on it, But everybody's different. It's okay if, if forgiveness is not a thing for you or you don't know what that is because everybody has to live their lives their own ways,
0: yeah. And maybe I don't even think about whether I've forgiven somebody or not. I with the time, everything's a positive. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to extract whatever there was to learn from that experience sometimes intentionally like an exercise in a dark room sitting and thinking for weeks in a row which sounds really <laughs> unhealthy but you end up getting somewhere if you you know sure if you're being honest with yourself or just unintentionally you know you you someone might exit your life a year or two later you reflect and you're like oh i have clarity all of a sudden and dang i made a bunch of mistakes or dang that person really did me wrong and i wasn't seeing it cuz of whatever the clouds were right sure so I learned from a lot of those things, but I agree with you. I've had friends really close to me that have, you know, little stupid lies. And those are forgivable because of what other strengths exist in a relationship. You know, some mm-hmm. of the most loyal, I don't have too many friends, but one person in particular, one of the most loyal friends ever. Um, it's just like an odd way to describe an individual, but like very truthful description of this individual, like super loyal. Mm -hmm. And the day that this person lied to me, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, what? We don't, you don't, you've never, what the heck? But then I realized that something put him in a position where he was insecure about the truth. That's what he needed to do. And it was fine because it wasn't detrimental to our relationship. It wasn't going to cause harm to anyone. It was just like, bro, we don't lie to each other. Yeah. But, he was insecure about the truth, and that's what he had to do. And that's fine. There's no big deal because the stuff that matters, man, that guy has not only all I mean, he's been there when he when he had no business. I'm talking about him 45 minutes away. I'll call him, tell him something happened. Somehow he's there in 15 minutes. That's an exaggeration, <laughs> but like but that's crazy how it is. things. He shows up for you no matter what. So you forgive him when he lies about what he had for dinner the night before. Yeah.
1: There's one thing that came to my head while you were talking is the most important key to forgiveness that exists in all of us. You need to have the ability to forgive yourself. Ooh, you really do. And it's something, uh, it's something that I learned getting sober is just learning how to forgive myself for some of the stupid shit I did. Some of the ways I acted, some of the thoughts that I had, Some of the actions that have come for me, uh, that you know were just detrimental to me or just shitty in general, and learning to forgive yourself and saying it's okay, move on. It's something that you did, and there's nothing you can do to change it. You can only hope to live your life in a better way. A lot of these types of situations and events that I had to forgive myself for what led me to kind of becoming this person I am today and moving on to being a full-time comic seller and you know all this stuff that I'm doing now currently is all from past mistakes and past things that I've done or positions I put myself in that I shouldn't have and stayed in for too long and 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 learning to forgive myself and move on for my mistakes because the better you are to yourself the better you are Going to be to everybody else whoa how incredibly
0: mature like bro a while
1: when
0: when someone goes through a lot they sometimes exist in that space and ruin their present Mm -hmm. right and it determines the future because they're they're still feeling the negativity of the thing right Mm -hmm. but to be able to release that and to say that's not me now or that doesn't have to define who i'm going to become Or it doesn't have to be a weight on my shoulder because literally only I am putting it there. It's not like someone's, you know, waking up next to me every day, reminding me of things. I'm Mm -hmm. doing it. But the mental capacity, not the capacity, the mental strength, it takes, I don't even know how you unlock that. Like, I feel like you're really fortunate to have found that, unlock it, and embrace it. Because they don't bottle that and sell that, you know, like.
1: No, they don't. They don't. It took a long time and I don't claim to be an expert on anything, literally anything, but there Todd McFarland. Well, okay. See Todd by Todd. That is that mm-hmm. is true. I am mm-hmm. I'm somewhat of a Todd expert. But I can only speak from my experience. I can't speak from anybody else's experience. I can't tell anybody else what to do, or I, I can't I can't even you know say that I, I you should listen to me, but I, I will always be happy to tell people that there is always going to be if you are as stable as you can be because nobody is a hundred percent stable That's not a a thing but if you're as stable as could be like the strongest thing the strongest tactic you can use to get past things is is forgiveness for yourself and and kind of assessing the damage making sure that people aren't left cleaning up your mess whatever it is Wow, you can get up and and move away from it and and look back at it. I mean, there's for anybody that that knows me on a personal level, or for anybody that watches any of my YouTube shows or whatever. I'm I like to use the word unhinged sometimes, mm-hmm. which is sometimes how my brain really does feel. Where I create these funny things, it's all just a way to you know like let off the steam that's building up inside of me, let out yeah. them. I think of, I sometimes say, I really do think that my brain is a pressure cooker if you have a crock pot you know exactly what this is you've got that little thing and you let it just kind of let the pressure come out or you can you can lift it up and have all the pressure come out at once and so when i'm acting like a, a silly person a funny person uh, you know just singing songs and stuff it's just getting all of that out right and, and to me it's a lot safer than anything else I've like, you know I, mean, I was in therapy for a long time and you can't start singing to your therapist it doesn't make sense right but, but i can do it on my youtube show because you're either gonna click off i'm still gonna do what i'm gonna do i yeah. don't care and it
0: I, goes back to creating your reality if you're true right. to you you're going to attract what is also true to you
1: yeah you and know I want some that. People,
0: yeah some people are going to try to be whatever it is that's going to amass The largest audience, Mm -hmm. right? Fine. Some people are going to be extremely true to themselves and see what happens. It's a win win, though, right? Even if you don't, what's, I don't remember the saying, but like, even if you don't become a hundred million subscriber channel, if that's not who you are, that's not what you want anyway. No, no, I don't. You cannot, you want to be able to be honest with yourself, say the things that you feel like saying and then be received with... See, I'm thinking about this now. That doesn't mean that you need to create an environment or try where everyone's just like you so you don't get any pushback or anything, but there's a level of understanding, even if people are different, like you and I. Like you said, we are the Venn diagram thing where we have more overlap than not, but even the not overlap, I learn from that. It's of interest to me. The things that you do that are not things that I do or the thoughts that you have that are different from mine I like hearing them. They're a reference for me. They're, they're something to think about. They're, I respect all of them because you're not an idiot, mm-hmm. right? I don't have too many idiot friends because that just <laughs> doesn't work for me. Sure. <laughs> that sure. makes me mad. <laughs> but the who you are, I mean, come on. You've known that I've said this to from the beginning. It might be some people's first time hearing it, but you got to stay true to who you are. That's why you're my friend. That's why I'm here. That's why anyone shows up for you. You can buy books a lot of places, man. Sure, you know. Sure, there's only one Dave. There's only one experience like Dave,
1: and there's only one Manu. I mean, if in mm-hmm. people you. don't understand the dynamic, uh, for me, from my point of view. I'm sitting there watching a live show that was a discussion with a bunch of people that I don't actually respect their opinions, but I saw this guy. <laughs> I saw I saw Manu and he started talking about Wizard Magazine and in the comic selling space. I had never, and I repeat, never heard anybody mention Wizard Magazine with the exception of me, my friend Dave, the other Dave Enger, and that's it. And and the guys from Cartoonist Cafe, but they're not sellers. Yeah. And so I hear Manu talking about wizard and my ears perk up. It was like a cat hearing its own name. You just what? And yeah. so I'm listening to Manu talk about wizard and Manu. I put a couple things in the comments to push back against Manu's opinion on wizard sure magazine, did. but that's, and that's where it started. And then uh, I started following you on Instagram and I saw you're a big McFarland fan, a wizard fan. And I started messaging you and in my head, In my head, true to my words, I said, I'm going to be friends with this motherfucker. I love that. Because I'm seeing stuff that like, this is exactly the type of person that shares the same interests with me. I don't know Mm -hmm. anything about him. Your brand is very prestigious looking because you are a very visual person. And as we got to know each other, we realized like there are major differences in our personality, but there Mm -hmm. are many interests that basically say to the fact like, doesn't matter if i'm a goofball and you're not we're we're friends you know oh bro
0: i'm I, goofy too though
1: well i know but that's yeah. that was first yeah. impressions. no right was right. not a goofball now yeah. i'm like oh i can goof off with him and it you know it's like and and so that kind of spoke to it it was just like there is nobody else that i would see like oh but it was just like this person no you are your own person and when it comes to the stuff that you put out visually it's like you really stand head and shoulders above the rest. So I have respect for you as a person putting stuff out in the comic sphere. And I have respect for you as a friend and a person in general. So I can't think of anything else that I'd want more in my friends. Like I can't be friends with somebody and be like, hey, I don't really respect this person, but we're friends. Ugh.
0: I usually interrupt people, but I was not going to interrupt that. <laughs> that felt great to hear. Thank you, Dave. Well,
1: good. I think, um, one of the byproducts, and I want to know if you feel the same way. Okay. One of the byproducts of doing this in a public space, in a very niche public space. Like I can't yeah. imagine what it's like to be a musician with half a million people commenting, you know, subscribed and talking to you. But one of the things that is a beautiful thing about this space, when you start to get to know people a little bit and they get to know you, it's it's two way street. Mm -hmm. And they say something to you in a complimentary way that's not overbearing, that's not false, but something that you really be like, you. I have interactions with people, I put content out there, and I put a lot of content out there that brings all of my creativity. And I get the response from one or two people, hey, I saw this, this part made me laugh, this part was really cool, I really pay attention to your stuff, like you get that. I didn't know that this was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to get some very flattering things said to me about the content. Mm -hmm. How does that affect you when you get that? Like, do you, how do you quantify it? And how does it feel? Because it's such an interesting thing that I don't hear anybody talk about it.
0: I'm going to be very honest. Um, I mean, and I don't, usually when someone says that it sounds like they're going to start a bad thing, no bad thing. Um, Nothing negative. The only bad thing was, is there was a part of me, let me start over gratitude Mm -hmm. very grateful you know when somebody takes the time to message me and say i saw this episode of this show and i loved what you said or i love your collection you've got great taste i love how you present it or any number of nice things that would speak to my efforts right that i would want someone to recognize um, we just assume that someone, we, we, we create for ourselves and hope like-minded people appreciate. Sure. But every now and then, somebody that understands how special it feels to receive a, a warm, loving message, because not everybody sends those, you know, mm-hmm. they take the time to write these messages and it's just super encouraging because you and I had this conversation, I peeled back a layer. And I talked to you a bit about imposter syndrome, right? Um, Generally speaking, I'm confident in the things that, I guess this is a poor way to say it, I'm confident in the things that I'm confident about. Like, I don't know. You know, there's certain things that I'm like, yeah, I can handle that. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that other people recognize in me that I can do. And I'm just like, oh, for real? (laughs) Me? I don't know. That's imposter syndrome, right? Like, uh, we talked a bit about my past career, And now getting paid for certain things at the beginning felt weird to me. I was like, that much money? You know, like, am I worth, is that, are they getting their money's worth? That's just imposter syndrome because they kept coming back. They were getting their money's worth. Because even early on, right, like it was simple things. It was like people would be like, dude, you take such good pictures. And my pictures have improved over time, right? Like I compete with myself, you know? Right. And I've looked, I've looked deep down my page and I've been like, man, that thing was like lit terribly and all this and all that. Like, you know, you find your sort of groove. You're sort of like how to do it without thinking of it groove with the tools that you have, right? Mm -hmm. I also get lost in the space where it's like, I need to enhance all my tools, but then I remember I don't have to do anything, work with what you have, right? There's a saying, I wrote this, I put it in a story on my personal page once I believe, or on my comic book page too. It says, you've already got the tools to make something out of what you've got, okay? Because you know the saying, make something out of what you've got?
1: Yeah, yeah. You've
0: already got the tools. To make something out of what you've got because it's the stuff you've got. Anyway, I digress. When someone says something nice, I'm super encouraged, super inspired, because even though I want to be the sort of person that's so confident that I don't need to hear something from outside, man, that just reinforces it. That Mm -hmm. lets me know that what I like, other people like, or what I thought was good is good, or I will find my people, my tribe. right? people in this world that respond to whatever I put out, they are there and i just have to keep putting it out and it and that's the most and i tell anyone that ever says anything nice to me i i like cry in a voice note back like it's probably more than they want and more than <laughs> they anticipate but i'm just like you have no idea how meaningful it is to me that you have stopped to tell me that what I did meant something to you. That's my fuel, that's what I need. Yeah. In life, I have been looking for that place in this life.
1: You Validation know, it's, not just, is a, it's yeah. a huge
0: hit. It's a huge hit. It's a beautiful thing. You know, there's the monetary side of things, but then there's that emotional push that keeps you going. And I believe this too. If you're doing something. That generates the right sort of reaction and connects with people, some way, somehow, the financial side of things, the monetary side of things will figure itself out. You know, like there's some universal effect that takes place and gives you what you need to survive, if not more, you know? Yeah. But you have to stay true to who you are and connect with the people that appreciate that. So there was also a part of me that when I would receive a compliment, Wouldn't be weirded out by it, but would be like, I feel kind of guilt not guilty, but kind of bad receiving it. It's like, dang, like if somebody said to me, I really love your page, I'm going to sound really like a shithead right now, but I'm being honest, and you go to their page and you don't really love their page, right? It was difficult for me to figure out how to receive that compliment without lying and giving the same compliment back. I can't say I love you. I just can't do that. No, it's... I want to push someone to be better. I come, from a, I come from a history of a career where I was improving people's brands and people's perception, uh, public perception. So when I know someone can do something better, I don't want to put the false security in what they're doing. I'm not the, I'm not the yes man friend, right? And so I'll find something else nice to say. But the, the truest, nicest thing I can say back is, damn it, you made me cry. Like, that's freaking amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. I'm gonna to try to keep doing more of this you know like whatever it is
1: super long when i don't know how to shut my mouth but i've no, used it as a strength t- that's try. why we're doing this together i can relate to a lot of what you just said especially the you know when you receive a compliment and like don't want to lie to them and tell them that you feel the same way about their content but i always make it a point to try and engage with people when they send me something that really meaningful like that uh and i i i'm good at finding things to say without having to force myself to say something you know like m- you know falsify a, a positive positivity yeah. towards them uh, and and it's funny i i have some people that have come in and out of watching my youtube show that have been part of the you know like inner circle of getting all my inside jokes and watching all the episodes and like having right. conversations with me i do throw in a lot of inside Funny miss little...
0: terry is not your ex-wife
1: no no no, no. she is not my She's ex-wife not. but no. comic tim is a different person than myself He's your best friend he is and my worst yeah. enemy but one of our friends and i will name him because he did offer to be the social media manager andrew for this podcast that's right andrew p he will send me a message after watching an episode and just kind of he knows he gets inside jokes like yeah he is part of that kind of line of intelligent comedy where something gets said gets repeated and it becomes an inside joke and when he sends me a message and it you know it's something having to do with an episode it it hits me in the heart so hard i have a very big struggle with and i'm gonna sound like the old dude but people today that are younger than me that are part of the adhd or add generation Mm -hmm. that have grown up with social media and their attention span is that of a kitten
0: and it's yeah. real.
1: It's not a fake thing. It is a real thing, and it's a five, it's it's a generational gap by up five years at at most, mm-hmm. and 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 so I make long form content, and I make content and videos that require paying attention because that's who I am i'm a reader i'm a voracious uh movie watcher film watcher and and i listen to music and i can without thinking about it i separate the music from the lyrics i pay attention to both and i can tell you about a guitar riff at the same time that i can tell you the first verse to every pearl jam song that's ever existed right so i pay attention to things so it it, when when i Meet somebody, I befriend somebody that watches my content and also pays the, the same attention to the level of detail I'm dropping in. I super appreciate it. And I don't know where I was going with this, but it's just, it's you receiving
0: get, those compliments yeah, from people that appreciate the effort you've put into something.
1: Yeah. And it, it yeah. really, you know, so whenever I go to give somebody a compliment, I always think of receiving them. And I always try and at least make sure that the person knows that I'm not only doing this from, a genuine spot, but like pointing out something that I really enjoyed, whether it's a photo, whether it's something they said, something they wrote, something they filmed. And it, it's, it compliment goes a huge, huge, huge way today for us. I I can't thank my audience and I, my friends, my audience, I can't thank them enough that I, that I want to. Sometimes I, I will stop and I will try and say something heartfelt and I'll be like, I'm going to start crying. I love it, man.
0: I love oh. it. The waterworks are real. Dave, you made me think about something. And I've actually had this thought, but I didn't spend any time with it before. Now, we'll dive into this later, and I'll speak for myself. I know there is commonality here. Mm-hmm. What we're doing in our lives right now, and you say this all the time, this is one of the the most gratifying experiences, c- series of years. For you, you've said it, and yes. for myself, right? Yes. I love what we do. And it didn't just, there's a series in my life, a series of things that led here. But one of the things that brought me here was a certain sort of sadness. This is going to be weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was something, there was something in my life that I was terribly disappointed about. Couldn't shake it. And what I decided to do was reconfigure my life. Get rid of all of the people that were sucking energy from me not replenishing the energy Mm. and start from scratch. Find myself, find my happy, you know? And I don't think happiness is a constant. I think it comes and goes, but you can still find your happy, right? This is going to tie into the compliments and this is going to tie into what I said when I receive a compliment. The first word I use is gratitude, but I'm going to be honest here. And I want to reconnect with how grateful I was when This feeling of elation from this community, this this feeling of success, and I mean success in whatever way I'm defining it. I'm not talking about money. I just mean it feels good. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm here. I'm glad that I've done this. But in the first year, in the first year and a half, in the first two years even, because I think I'm in year three now, Mm -hmm. the gratitude was so huge. Like it was the first thought I ever had. Like I can look at my Instagram page and just be moved enough to put up a story that says, thank you all. I love you because that's what I was feeling. I right love that. now the other night I put up a story. I wrote, thank you about 15 seconds later. I deleted it. I felt disconnected from that level of like corny gratitude. And, okay, And that's kind of this is the sad part. You almost get used to, pardon anyone listening for anything that I say that sounds arrogant. You can call me out on it, check me on it. We could even go deeper. You get used to being good at something. I agree. Right? And at the beginning, when you put yourself out there and it's received well, you're so surprised, so happy, you can't believe it. But it's almost like taking something for granted. You meet the girl of your dreams or, you know, whatever. You meet you meet some person. You meet a girl you really like. You meet mm-hmm. your partner that you really like. You're so excited about them, right? But then you've known them for two years. They're yours. You're theirs. You're used to it. You yeah. have now somehow overlooked all of the things, or you don't feel that sense of amazing. You know, you don't recognize not it anymore. New anymore. It's yeah. your thing. Yeah, and and that's actually not a place I want to be in. You know, I don't want to not feel incredible gratitude for the position I'm in. And for the things that I'm able to do and have as part of my life, like it used to move me and now it still does very much, but I almost have to remind myself to write the word gratitude, but it is the feeling, but it's just not as robust as it was at the beginning. One thing a lot of people know about me, you know about this, uh, you know, this about me as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a very thank you heavy person, you know? I like writing it. I like making sure people know it. I like if someone provides a service for me, they get paid more than they anticipate getting paid. And also they get thanked more than they get paid. I'm a big thank you person. Thank yous are big. Please is big too, but thank you is really big. And where does that come from? Well, that comes from the fact that I recognized that I was sad. And thank yous are a positive thing. You know, so before I dove into this world and found like, a different sort of satisfaction out of life beyond doing things that I didn't find to make me happy, but they made me money, but I was still sad. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I realized there's more to this. That's why thank you such a prominent part of this, because when I first stepped into it, I was received well by the community. It felt like a warm embrace. And the only thing I could think was, damn, I'm thankful. So the thank you has never left. And I never, I mean, I know to some people it's cheesy. To some people, Manu's over the top. There's too many thank yous, too many exclamation marks. Well, you know what, damn it, it's staying because I'm not going to become. In our private conversations, you will get the drier side. You will get the dry side. You will get the cynicism. But if you're someone that I know in the world of social media, and we don't hate each other, you're going to get heart emojis and thank yous. I don't care how <laughs> big and buff you are. I don't care if you're the hairiest man on the planet. You're going to get a heart emoji from me.
1: Well, we got to heart the hairy people. Yeah. We, we don't get enough We don't get enough hearts in this world. One
0: time, Fausto told me that he had hairy arms, and he showed them to me on the live stream, and then
1: I showed him mine, and he stopped talking. I've got Indian uh, arms. What do you want from that? I've got Eastern European, but I'm covered in tattoos and hair. I'm just... I'm a least palatable human being that a grizzly bear has ever eaten. Wait, that sentence lost me. I think I got it now. Yeah. (laughs) You're lying. But yeah. Oh, man. Oh, why don't we do this? Yeah. What are we doing? Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Manu. And this is It Came From The Newsstand, a podcast about collectibles, comics, feelings, and friends. That's beautiful. (laughs) i want to say thank you to you manu for agreeing to do this but i think our first podcast should come to a close because we want to leave everybody wanting more what do you think i agree with that actually that's a really good idea yeah so stay tuned for the next episode if you're listening to this it probably means that we found a place to post these and i hope you enjoyed this um don't forget to visit your local newsstand yeah
0: find them visit them Keep the lights on there. And if there's anything that we've done that you didn't like, let us know.
1: Yeah, but let us know with a happy face. Heart emojis. Heart emojis. All right. Until next time, my name is
0: Dave. My name is Manu. And this is It Came From The Newsstand.